0: Hello folks and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with myself Joe Oberly, a senior writer at VikingsTerritory.com and purplePTSD.com, showing off all my stuff from uh from from the sites today. Uh, you can get that stuff if you go to our site. We have all kinds of all kinds of great stuff. I'm joined like I am each week by the esteemed NFL insider and Vikings writer from Star Tribune and StarTribune.com, Mark Craig. Mark, uh, we got to certainly talk to you this weekend because we got more – we have more uh, non viking stuff to talk about than we have uh, Vikings this week. But uh, we'll get to both. Uh, We wanted to talk about the playoffs. Uh, Mark, what did you think of those two games in general? One of them was a stinker and one of them was uh, competitive. So it was – it was was some good football to watch, but –
1: yeah. I mean, uh, the one game was uh, the first game and the referees were horrible. And the second game was pretty good. So uh, yeah, that, 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 first game was hard to watch. It's hard. It's hard to watch. And it does. And this is going to probably change some rules like the postseason seems to do every year. Why not have a third, if you have a third quarterback on your team on your roster, he's probably standing there. Why is he just standing there in, in, a, in a jacket when just make him active? Well, I don't get it. That's uh, there's, should be somebody who can throw a forward pass at the end of a conference championship game. And they literally did not have a person that could throw the ball more than five yards. The poor you know, the, the poor guy who had his uh, – turns out that he tore a ligament in his elbow and couldn't feel the end of his hand had to go back in there because the other guy had a concussion. So um, it was kind of the way the 49ers season had went uh, right. from start to finish. It's amazing, the amazing job that they did to get to that point. Uh, but – You know that's what I was looking at as far as that that game is like. Well, Mark, it'd be
0: nice. Let me let me stop you there and just ask a question. Do you are you talking like maybe some kind of exemption where you could have uh, a fifty? You know what? Why not? You know, yeah. Why not just have that spot active and it's only can be for a
1: quarterback, right? And then, well, yeah. I mean, they used to do that. They used. I personally, I don't know. So I don't. I don't see any what what's the harm if you're if you have a practice squad and you could have. I mean, they've they've kind of. COVID kind of like uh, loosened some of the rules where you could have like veterans of any, you could have future hall of famers in their 20th year on the, you know, on, 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 on the practice squad. But, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see any reason. There's no, nothing makes sense to me. Why if, if you have three quarterbacks here, everyone has a third quarterback, whether he's on your practice squad or whatever, you know, and this was, this was kind of hit home, you know, uh, you know, with, with this, with this playoff game, it's sort of like, the overtime rule changed after the Vikings and New Orleans, right? right? Uh, so they they started dabbling with the replay on uh, pass interference because of the Saints game. You know, th- this was a game that, oh my God! It's other than the Super Bowl, you know. This was this is the weekend where it's you couldn't get a, the stage couldn't get any bigger for it. why not have so a you, third guy that could throw the ball? As you started saying that, it occurred to me
0: it's like, yeah, it's going to happen because. All of a sudden this gets so much attention and it affects the game in such a great wow. way. And we have this previous history. I mean, they, they changed the playoff rules last year, and then you know, uh, because of you know possession rules or something. Or maybe so, if yeah, the Vikings but you're right.
1: Maybe if the Vikings had been there, you know the the punter Ryan Wright could have been the quarterback. Well, there's always I that, think, you know. Sure um, I don't know. It was well, it was hard to watch the hard to watch the end of that game. Uh, I, I thought the Eagles were a better team I thought they won I picked them because uh, like most people did their pass rush is amazing wow. uh, all across the board and uh, that's why I picked them you know I didn't think they'd knock out two quarterbacks but I figured they'd affect the one quarterback mm-hmm. and they did and uh, the better team won so it's not like oh my god the 49ers got screwed or blah 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 um, you know they did get screwed on the one penalty but or the one catch that wasn't a catch but to me, the better the, the right team won, but still, you know, let's have a you, know, you want to be able to see a, a competition, not a team down by two touchdowns, to having no choice but to run a high school offense.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. N- unless you were you were betting big on the Philadelphia Eagles, everybody that's watching it that doesn't is not a big fan certainly wanted to see a better better uh, contest than that was. It just it, it was over quickly. And uh, <laughs> the 49ers chances just kept nose diving from one thing to the next. I mean, they had Christian McCaffrey out there thinking he was going to throw a pass and run the wildcat. And it's like, you know, that's, that's not what you're looking for in championship Sunday. That's for sure.
1: No, no, not, not at all. And, oh, but overall, I mean, I, I just love the fact that the, you know, all the quarterbacks are 27 and under uh, yeah. you know, Jalen hurts is, a, is an amazing story because you know, let's face it, there, other, outside of Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts' family, none of us saw him anything more than a bridge quarterback at best to, to the next quarterback they're going to get. We saw a guy go from second-round draft pick to nice runner to a franchise quarterback in front of our eyes, and uh, that's amazing to watch. Patrick Mahomes is, a, is amazing to watch. Um, did a hell of a job selling that uh, out of bounds, uh, being a little more violent than it, than it was, but he's a, he's a great quarterback uh joe burrow i mean if, there, if i if i had to pick one player right now based on age it, it might i'm not sure i would it wouldn't take burrow yeah as, as to build build a team around with my number one pick uh sure would take him more than sean watson i'll tell you that much Um,
0: uh, you know i you said that it, to a note to me off uh before the show and uh, and saying it again now i i watched a clip of that uh out of bounds play in the Kansas City game, which actually was very influential in deciding that game, which probably should have went to overtime. Um, but it looked like their feet got tangled, and he tripped him on on you know as he pushed him, his his left foot hit uh, one of his feet hit uh, uh, Mahomes' left foot. And he couldn't, and that's why he fell. He probably wouldn't have fallen from that push. Yeah, I this. Yeah, take a look at it because all of a sudden it's go. Like, oh, well, you know, I I don't think it was as much of a a soccer like dive that as it was that he, you know, his left foot got, got knocked out from under him. So, uh, yeah, but it's call, still, it depends on
1: call that penalty. You had to call it. it. I, well, it's still, it, it depends on like, uh, cause I, you know, watching it in, uh, on a replay, I'm like, yeah, that's a penalty. It sucks. It, you know, but I, I would have kept my flag in my pocket at that point, just like they do with hail Mary's. Uh, it just did not, it just felt like it was not the right, it wasn't egregious enough. That it was a penalty. That was a 15-yard penalty. That basically turns a miracle kick into, you know, Harrison Butker just, you know, knocking yeah. it through. Just did not like the way it ended. Um, I, I saw Ben Lieber tweeted a, a replay of it. I don't know if he, if the angle was different or whatever, but he, the first contact is like, you know, Mahomes just still got a foot in bounds. Yes, um, it's off the ground. I, so, I don't. I don't know. But but to me, depending on if you're looking at it, but you're going frame by frame by frame. Uh, if their if their feet get tangled or whatever the hell happens after the initial contact, that's just football. I mean, you can't, you know, if he hit they hit at the at the at the corner of the of the out of bounds and they go tumbling over each other. That's that should not be a fault of the defense. Mark, this is na- I think- this is
0: 2023 football where they protect the quarterback like nobody else, and so you better know that you're you're chasing this guy who's protective out of bounds on one leg. They're going to throw a flag on that play, right? Right,
1: but yeah, but what I'm, you know, to me, it wasn't like he wasn't going. He didn't go, you know, too far out of bounds. I don't think. The other thing is, you say this is 2023. You don't you, you the quarterbacks like Josh Allen, who had remember when, uh you know, Eric Kendricks comes in. He's got a quarterback who's bigger than he is, who's okay. probably faster than Eric is now, and he he goes to slide. Eric kind of hesitates. And and Josh Allen runs right by him. I mean, that's the things that that they're dealing with now. They got quarterbacks that are bigger than them, faster than them. And, and, uh, and and also uh, you've seen uh, years ago now with the Giants, they had a guy wrapped up and he got, and let go. And then the guy just spun around and ran, started running. They didn't blow a whistle. Um, When they go onto the sideline, I mean, let's face it, Mahomes, if Mahomes needed to get 10 yards on that play or whatever he needed to get, he was going to get. And, uh, that is, you got that. The game is riding on that play, right. you, and you come into the you come into the sidelines trying to meet. You don't think that Mahomes, you know, if they would have pulled up, Mahomes would have kept on going. You know, so I, they're I, I, not I just a, trotting out of bounds like going, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm going to go out of bounds at this yard line." You know, <laughs> and then they can put the ball forward even
0: further. It's, uh, I, I I totally agree with you what the defense is dealing with. I, I understand completely. They've legislated against their abilities for years, you know, whether it be uh, protecting the receivers or protecting the quarterbacks or what have you. And if you look uh, on TV and if, if Kansas city, Kansas city chiefs win this next game, he already is the face of the league. He's going to be continue to be the face of the league. Uh, Mahomes, they're they're just not going to let him, uh get hurt if at all possible and you know it was it, not, it was gray area it was the right call i think he was out of bounds and he gave him a nice shove you, they're gonna do that with even if it's a running back as soon as you get close to the the sidelines and there's benches there and i mean the defender even hit, hit his knee i think and and hurt himself he's he had an mri after the, right. also, you know So you've got to you've got well, to somehow uh protect that uh area but yeah it, it's too bad it right. comes down to that play
1: yeah I mean I think initially when I saw it I I agreed with the with the penalty uh I just you know then that, that, that but then I see I saw some you know and who knows what happens with with Twitter when they start you know tweeting things they could they a doctor the picture who knows but it didn't look like he was as far out of bounds as they as initially watching it I didn't go back and watch it 100 times um I'm just saying in that situation i probably if i'm that referee i'd probably keep it
0: tucked but you know they have to make that split second decision and they don't have the the uh, sure the, uh yeah. the benefit of of replay to see where exactly his foot was and that's not something i think can be reviewed you can't you can't put that flag away not after yet that. i mean there's a, pretty
1: much everything will be reviewed eventually
0: <laughs> um you you sent me a note about defensive lines i mean you watch the eagles dominate the the, the 49ers uh and you saw the the guy from the Chiefs ninety five. I can't remember what his name was. Uh, Chris Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones. Jones. Yes, who just uh, wreaked havoc on on uh, uh, Joe Burrow's in the first half. You know, I had four. They had four sacks, and I think that really changed the game, set it up for them to win. Even though in the second half and beyond, I, I thought that uh, can or Cincinnati played better. So, uh, talk to me about the importance what? of the defense,
1: defensive lines. Well, his sack at the end of the game, you know, toward the end of the game was the, you know, when they put him out on the right tackle and, right. Uh, you know, and he just full rushed the guy. And, and at a moment when you needed something like that, you you, had a, you were able to take a defensive tackle who was an all-pro player, move him out to any place you wanted. Right tackle happened to be the spot they move him out to, and he, gets, and he gets, he produces, he gets the sack. He also, I think earlier in the game, had the all-time modern sack. I think he got in there, he, he bear hugged him, <laughs> and then Bur- Burl basically gave up and he just dropped him on his butt. It was like, it was like, like a kid when you catch a kid on when they fall out of the swing set and you lay them down. That, that's what he did. So, and that's kind of funny, you know, it comes from a guy like him who had probably, the, he had the, the best sack that didn't count in the history of football. When, when he had that one on Monday Night football, where he, he, he lay, he's landing on the guy, he's stripping the ball from the quarterback. Right. He's trying to brace himself with one hand and they call him for landing on the quarterback. While he has possession of the ball, so uh, that was a great. I, I love that he's a great player. Those guys are so hard to find. Philadelphia has has it. Um, a lot of the NFC teams seem to have it. Washington has a mm-hmm. a great interior. The Giants have a, a kind of a really good interior front. Um, obviously, the Eagles they got um, double digit sack guys all across the board. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? You got Hassan Reddick coming off one end. And, and then you got the Hargrave in the middle, and you know, these guys put so much pressure up the middle, there's nowhere to go for these quarterbacks. Uh, so yeah, when I'm watching that, I'm obviously I'm, I'm, I love the quarterbacks, and I um, but I like watching the defenses, and I I just come away going, Wow, you know, I think when you rebuild this defense, whether it's four three three four 3, whatever, you know, to me, you've got to build from the front back, you can't become okay, we're gonna, you know here's our prized, you know, safety, you know, Uh, is that you need to start it from the front back because everything starts with the pressure and then you fill in the holes as you go back.
0: And the the cornerbacks who are so valuable in this league because it's a passing league. Now they rely on the play of the defensive line in order to, uh, you know, put some pressure in that quarterback so that they can stay with their you know, their guy, right? I mean, I, Zimmer's always talked about, you can never have enough cornerbacks, but.
1: Well, uh, sure. When, yeah. I mean, it's like, you can't, tandem, right? just, you, you can't just have no cornerbacks but I'll say, I think, you know, this is going to be a fascinating off season because you can't replace everything, but there, there's a lot of people that, a lot of names that are, are going to be gone. And where do you start filling holes? And, uh, you know, I, this defensive line that they had, and I know that, you know, it's three, four and they're, you know, it's a different what we're what we're loose to seeing, but I just don't I just don't get the fact I get the feeling you know, that they need something. They need they need some dominance up front uh on the defensive line. And uh so they gotta change the mark
0: and, and try to try to make uh uh and maybe get rid of uh Zedarius Smith or do they uh um
1: well I think get... what's gonna get rid of Zedarius Smith is his the fact that they it. save over $12 dollars $12 on a guy who's going to be thirty one, who uh, the last ten or eight games of the season, what was it? Was an injured older player who's got a high cap number. That's a that's strikes one, two, and three uh, when it comes to keeping your roster spot. Welcome the Packers I don't think
0: pay that for us Was bastards.
1: I don't. You know I <laughs> I like Zedarius, and he started off great and but he's making too much. He's too old. And he's he's at a point where this team is transitioning, they can't afford that. And I and I wouldn't go and like restructure or anything, I, I would just go younger, go find younger players, find some younger, better players or right. younger, faster players.
0: All right. Well, that, then we're gonna go we're gonna go do that. We're gonna start right now. Um uh and take a quick break and see if we can find somebody. But uh, we got plenty just to like, talk you know,
1: to. Go it's like ahead. podcasters. You got to kind of find some younger podcasting people. You know? Got to get, got to replace us. <laughs> oh, right. right. Good break.
0: You're lucky. You're lucky that I'm I'm older than you on that one, not by much. All right, come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings territory breakdown from Mark Craig, NFL insider from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, you know. You hinted at it, and it it does need to be hinted at because the big elephant in the room in the Vikings out at TCO Performance Center, all the all the old guys with costing a lot of money for this team, and and you said they got to get younger, they got to get younger, but they got to get better. Uh, I got I got some cap hit numbers here. I just want to run through, and then we'll talk about some of these players. But uh, uh, these are the most expensive Vikings uh, for 2023 uh, regarding their cap hit, and they are. Cousins at 36 million. Thielen at 19, almost uh, 20, 19.9. O'Neill, 19.6. Harrison Smith, 19.1. Z Smith, 15.5. Dalvin Cook, 14 million. Hunter, Daniil Hunter is at 13. Kenricks at 11.4. Hawkinson is 9.3 and Tomlinson, 7.5. And only two, two of those players are guaranteed to be with the team in 2023 because they're in a contract. That's O'Neal. At 19, and Hawkinson at nine. Mark, uh, uh, where wow. would you? Pardon me. So you're booting cousins off the team? Is that you got Probably it wrong? Guaranteed, I'm. i booted him. I mean, he's. You know, yeah. You could. Uh, some people are, and, and we can talk about that yeah. a little bit later. But what what you know what what jumps out at you? I mean, maybe uh, maybe put a spotlight on Dalvin Cook. Uh, what do, what do you think of him at at what what did I say? Dalvin Cook's got 14 million. Um, and they've got a pretty good running back uh, room there. Uh, what are your
1: thoughts on that? Uh well, I mean as much as we like Cook and I, you know I'm I'm on record as saying, you know, I, I love the guy, uh, but that's too much money. It's it's too much money for a running back period, let alone a running back who's going to be 28 20, or 29 years old going into or at some point this next season. <clears throat> um you know, you, you, it's set, you get like an almost an 8 million dollar Caps savings when you cut him you carry six millions in in dead money but I I just I think you got to move on you got to move on from him you got to move on I mean if you look at I'm not saying that they're not the Vikings are not structured like these other teams but you can I mean we see it we we watch the Chiefs and we see the seventh round draft pick Pacheco he's the best running back on the field Uh, and they frankly I mean granted they don't have Mahomes Vikings don't but uh, you know checko leads them in rushing with like 30 yards. Um, you know, uh, Philadelphia has four guys score or three guys score four touchdowns. None of them had more than 42 yards. Hmm. One of them's a running one of them's a quarterback. Uh, one of them's a, you know, Gare, a mile, Sanders is a uh, second round pick. And another guy um, is a fifth round pick. Now, you know, so I—it's I, just not—it's not a spot where I would put money into it. It's just not You it.
0: dress that many running backs on a day? I guess you'd probably dress three running backs each game, and they—and
1: they use them all, huh? Yeah. Well, as I said, well, you know, one of one of them is running back slash quarterback. Oh, um, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. yeah, but to me, it's—you know—it's it, you just don't. You know it's a shame that that I mean, these guys put themselves through hell physically. You know, Dalvin got paid; he got his guaranteed money. But now it's time to you start to you start to have to untangle yourself out of these contracts, knowing that he's not going to make he wasn't going to make it to the end of that contract and, uh, with it with it staying intact and and I don't th- I, I just think when you have Nawangu and you have uh, Ty Chandler those are guys I would go with. Ty, uh, Chandler is like under a million. Uh, Nawangu is maybe one point something. Madison is, if he wants a big money i see i'm sorry see you later you know i would go young and because this team needs a lot it needs a lot of a lot of uh holes to fill and and uh you got to get so much faster on defense and they're gonna you're gonna need to put put together a pass rush so they need the running back just can't cost you know 20 mil, or 14 million dollars just no way but what kind of
0: uh uh dead cap hit does uh Delvin or I, you can't just cut him you probably got to trade him right and get something for him or you, you cut him and oh no you, it
1: and then get a copy. it's 6.62 in dead dead money so that's a lot to carry on a guy but yeah. you get an 8 million dollars savings on him um you know from a you know, the, the bad part is you get an 8 million dollars savings on him but you don't get him you know so you get a compensatory um, but, pick perhaps though right if he goes yeah he's going to sign so well if you cut him um uh, yeah, yeah I, I suppose that that can that can factor in yeah. yeah uh but there's you know like if you look, if you look at cut all those some of those other numbers you know Kirk Cousins to me I I don't I mean I, I get it uh all you get if you want if you want someone to follow you or pay attention to you or just say something about Kirk Cousins one way or the other I hate Kirk Cousins That's a headline I love Kirk Cousins that's a headline um but to me he is so far from we are so far removed from him that his contract being one of the the worst in the league, as far as quarterbacks, I mean, it's not even close. I mean, have Kirk at 35 million or, uh, you know, Kyler Murray at 46, uh, Russell Wilson at 49, uh, Sean Watson at 46, uh, Derek Carr at 40, you know, 41, you know, Dak Prescott at 40. I mean, I, I, Kirk is the price of doing business. Until you find someone that can be better than Kirk, you got to stick with Kirk. I he's don't not do who's better. He'll want to raise yeah. Mark. I'm just say, you know you, he he's a price of doing business. Yeah. If you, unless you're unless you're lucky, uh, and we've all heard it. Oh, you know all you need to do is just draft Joe Burrow and you know, oh, and inside his five years. Yeah. Well, that's easier said than done. And uh, but as long if you if you don't have that guy, and. Vikings spent so much time, you know, they, they can win with Kirk. They just got to put it, put the team around him. But I agree that this is the year, you know, we've talked about it for a couple of years now, but this is the year that if, if I don't, I haven't looked at any of the draft boards or anything, I don't know anything about the knock drafts yet, but if there's a quarterback sitting there and you think he's free, he can be a future quarterback and he happens to be there. I don't think it, I don't think it will be, but you take him and you start the process and you start working, the, you know, to make the, the to get out from the Kirk, he's either going to you know, keep stay at this level, win, or you you start the process to bring someone else in.
0: Um, you know, is 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 the problem with Kirk's contract that it's all guaranteed? Does that have factor into what makes things difficult? I'm not even sure. Uh, well, no, I he, think I
1: think it's the it's all it's all captain That's Why Mike Zimmer? Mike Zimmer knew what was going to happen to his defense whenever they gave a guy at the time was the, was the first uh, guaranteed uh, guaranteed multi-year contract for an NFL player, three years and $84 million. Well, you know, Zim knew what was going to happen in two after 2019, whenever they had to get rid of the entire secondary, uh, Mm -hmm. all the corner, they got to get rid of their top three corners because they hit a wall financially with how much they were paying the quarterback. Uh, You know, at one point uh, You know, Kirk was probably the highest paid quarterback annually for what, a couple months, maybe whatever it was. Right. Uh, But now, you know, now you know. uh, I think Rodgers is at fifty million. You know, Green. You know, he's at fifty million. He's still a great player, and Green Bay probably wants nothing to do with him right now. (laughs) They're probably ready. They're probably ready to say, "Hey, okay, we've had enough of this. This, you know, going over and over. It's time." See, I went John Madden and I tore my headset. <laughs> um, you know, you,
0: you make a good point. I mean, at some point it, it's it's the cost of doing business. You got to have, you got to have Kirk. Uh, if you're going to have Kirk, you, he's going to cost you some money. And it, it should, the man got him to a an, uh, 13 and four record. He had eight, eight um, uh, game winning drives. He won 11 games by uh, not by himself uh, by one score I I don't know that there's a lot of uh, quarterbacks that can compile that record in the league since some of those things are records. So, I mean, yeah, love them or hate them. At at some point, you've got to uh, find a way to make Kirk work for you and and to take you to the next
1: level. And that's about the rest of the team, isn't it, Mark? Right. And that's not – there are no – in the NFL, there's 32 teams. They're all kind of similar, but there's no apples to apples. You can't sit there and go, well, look at the 49ers – the Forty Niners, they 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 had Trey Lance for three games. They had uh, Garoppolo for a handful of games, and they had the you know uh, seventh round draft pick for the rest of the game. You know, the Vikings don't ha- the Vikings <clears throat> don't have that offensive line. The Vikings don't have that running game. They don't have a Debo. I mean, they don't have uh, that defense. So that's you know, you put Kirk Cousins on that team, they're probably still playing. Uh, but yep. You know, so to me, it's like you got to look at what you have. If um, if you, you want to get rid of Kirk Cousins' money, then what are you, you going to do? Who, who knows how long? Nick right, Who knows how long? I mean, the Vikings fans should know how long it takes to get to a guy who can bring you at least this far,
0: right? Who's
1: who's can and also, which is the you know certainly what we saw that you know the, how the 49ers dealt with this season, a guy who's gonna you know has proven he can be there every week. Um, it's just some guys that are that way and some guys
0: aren't that way. And that's, he's been that Kirk, because I, I just saw this morning, he was hit the most in the league 84 times. Next guy was 12 less. And, uh, the two people that gave up the most hits were, uh, Ezra Cleveland and, and Ed Ingram, uh, uh, in the league top, top three, both of them. Uh, he's, he, it's amazing that he has not had to, you know, like look. you know, their book for the grace of God, go I with the San Francisco 49ers who were when we saw what was happening with them on Sunday, went through three decent quarterbacks and they're, they're <laughs> they have, have nobody that can throw a pass. The Vikings have actually been lucky that Cousins has been so durable through all this, you know, getting hit that much. it He doesn't get enough credit. I mean, it, you know, that's a great thing. You want the guys to be out there and be available. But that that's still a, uh, attributable to Cousins for for being tough enough and being in shape enough to, to, to withstand some of that, you know, when he was Kirk O'Chain's, we saw how ripped he was. So he must be doing something to uh, put some body armor. So I, I don't know. I, I think that's undervalued in, in, in analysis of Kirk cousins.
1: Oh, well, yeah, certainly that's, that's what he bet his entire future on his life on. And he's, he came through that way. Uh, you know, my thing with when you have the Kirk cousins argument, because if you're fighting with someone, if you're trying to be in the middle of, of uh, someone who loves him or someone who hates him, you're not going to convince them anything. My, my only, my only retort to them would be if you want to replace him, that's great, but replace him with someone who's either as good or better than him. Right. And there are not a lot of short of getting the first pick in the draft or short of, you know, all the things that happened for this, for them to, to stumble into something like that. It's, it's not available. So, until he can replace him, you he is the at $36 million, $35 million is the cost of of staying competitive or trying to stay competitive. I mean, you think that, um, you know, Justin Jefferson, you know, do you want to waste any of Justin Jefferson's career having him play with, uh, I mean, Nick Mullins may prove to be a good backup quarterback, but you turn this team over to Nick Mullins and say, okay, we're going to win in, in four years after we get our franchise quarterback, and then all of a sudden, you're all world receiver is now close to 30 years old, and you got to try and do it now. And right. this this league is every single year. This league is about teams that go from nowhere. Jacksonville two two years in a row, the worst record in the league in the playoffs. Um, you know, we see it over and over and over again. It's you got to got to try and win now, and uh, till till they can find someone better, you got to stick with Kirk.
0: So, they got to build around him. And when you say win now and and you look at these numbers, one of them that sticks out to me and and, and makes me uh, uh, shed a small tear because I'm a Mankato guy is Adam Thielen at uh, 19.9 million on the cap. Um, That's not going to happen next year. They're not going to pay Adam that much. They're either going to, they got to do something with him. There's no two ways about it. Uh, um, It's a shame because he's been so good for this this franchise but uh you know he's getting up there in age and and uh if if everybody is right that says he's lost his step you know he's still got valuable for in the end zone but you can't pay uh, 20 20 million dollars to someone who's who's who they could give the ball to somebody else they can throw the ball to hawkinson for half that price and he can catch him in the
1: end well zone. so uh well that that price is going to be going up yeah uh, but no but see. The thing about Thielen's contract, the way it's structured is that um, cutting him is not the option because he's got like a 13 and a half million dollar dead money on his. Contract. No kidding. Oh, man. so he, you, you save six million, but you but you still have 13 and a half million dollars in dead money. That to me, he's not um, that's not the kind of guy that uh, yeah, that to, you know, to, to me, he's not a guy that, that you that you can absorb a, a 13 million dollar uh dead money on so it, it would make sense that you would trade him or i don't know if there's more of like we're rene- renegotiating his contract and getting it down I, I don't know but uh just to cut him i don't see him just being cut uh, not with that kind of dead money. other teams would take him mark but are they going to take that contract you know can
0: they well uh
1: the way it's worded uh, is that um it's the, the cap number is higher for the vikings because of the uh, the, the guaranteed money coming due at this in ah. 2023 supposedly the uh the, the cap number if he, if he were to be traded to another team would be like 11 million dollars and it would be the perfect would have, for a lot of
0: teams vikings would have to pay some of that cap money then like they the packers are well yeah markets.
1: i would imagine the vikings would then carry well they get that 6.4 million dollar savings uh, without the dead money so yeah you know that that seems to be the, the, the way that it would go, um, either that or some sort of you know restructure again. I just um, you know I, I you know my initial thought was and I'm not the cap guy. We I'd I'd, I'd rather just tell the stories of these guys and and, and let uh, let people smarter than me figure out the the money. But this is an off season where cap guys are going to be good to know huh, as far as how it all fits together. Uh, but and I just don't see them just releasing him and taking that kind of hit dead money wise you talked to me about uh
0: delvin tomlinson's contract uh we got it uh listed at he'll be 7.5 million next year is he a guy uh let's see his i'll read what you wrote his original deal in 2021 was for five years but the last three years or are void years uh explain to me what's going on there and what what you might see happening oh. with Dalvin.
1: That means that he's he played out his contract with the Vikings. He signed a five-year deal. Last three years were voided. That's a way of duck doctoring the numbers to where what they gave him splits over five years as opposed to two years. Which so so he's out. He's out of they're out of. Um, uh, I mean, they would carry that seven-point-five dead money. I mean, he's I believe he unless uh, I'm missing something. He's he has played out his contract with the Vikings and is uh, will be a free agent. Really? So, so they'll
0: just uh, let him go and see if he wants to sign here for less money or, or, or test the market, I suppose, huh?
1: Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I think that, you know, Dalvin has had some good games and stuff, but I think maybe we tend to overrate him sometimes. Uh, I'm not seeing like uh, what I envision as like a, what you can get to with a. And granted, these guys aren't everywhere. Not every team has uh, what the interior of the Kansas city has or, Uh, I mean, that one player and then what Philadelphia has across the board and, but in the NFC, you're sure are seeing a lot of those guys. Um, And I just think that it's time to go find some really, some nasty guys up front and some fast guys in the back.
0: Boy, this is real. This, this roster is really going to
1: change, isn't it? It's really, it's, it's I I think so. You know, and as you're looking through this, there's certain like, um, and I, uh, made mention of like someone asked him, well, what about trying to sign uh, Jefferson? And he said, that's champagne problems. And that's, you know, as being not being a, uh, a Ivy Leaguer or not being a cap guy or not being very smart with my own finances, I look at certain guys as like, it's just, it's what you have to pay them. Like, Kirk, I, I put that, in, I put Kirk in that position right now. I'm like, I don't see getting better. I don't see uh, giving up and starting completely over. Uh, so, Kirk, you just pay Kirk. And um, uh, O'Neal, uh whatever his number was, I didn't even write it down. I'm like, O'Neal is, is your right tackle. Uh, Hawkinson, whatever, what, you know, whatever it takes to sign. Yeah. Whatever it takes to sign Hawkinson. Uh, I think Hawkinson, I mean, we could, you could say, well, anybody could play that, that role as a, as a Irv Smith could do that. Well, you know, as we saw in, in Hawkinson's first game after being here less than a week, he topped all of Irv's numbers just in the fact that he's that um, he's not Kelsey, he's not Kittle, but he sure is good enough that like, there's so many times where it, you see it now and tight ends are just like completely, they're just wide open all the time. They're just, they're, they're somewhere to be found. And Kirk needs that guy. Yeah. Kirk who doesn't like to use his legs as much as he should, uh, doesn't seem to want to move around a lot, stays in, you know, stays in the pocket a lot. And um, you know, that having that tight end somewhere where Kirk can find him is so vital. And he's also, you know, Kyle Rudolph we can see you know, I'm sure there's Kyle Rudolph fans but this guy ran more after the catch than Kyle Rudolph yeah. in, in his entire career uh, this year so he's a guy that yeah I say Hawkinson's a great player uh could can be a great player Jefferson's the best player um you know and when it comes to running back you you'd like to say oh, in a perfect world yeah yeah Dalvin you know but that's just not the way the finances work And the way that you can find running backs you can find a Pacheco in the, in the seventh round that can be as can be more valuable or as valuable as Dalvin cook, but you can't find a seventh round Justin Jefferson anywhere. You know, it's just yeah. the way, the way the position is. You can find a, a fifth round Stefan Diggs though. Um,
0: yeah. uh, do you, uh, how about if the Vikings offered to trade with the bills, one cook for another? No, I'm just kidding. It'll never happen. I, you get would, the younger one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go for that. And his contract is on a rookie deal. Um, Okay, well that that there we're gonna keep talking about this as as things goes on and things will start happening from week to week. But this this is fascinating on one it wants to be. I have some faith in these guys to to really get out there and, and try to figure it out. But sometime at some point in general, I kind of think they're a little hamstrung too. I mean, uh, they don't have a lot of draft picks at the moment. They have four, and uh, they're gonna want to get some more collateral. So hopefully, they can. Trade some of these big contracts and and get some some draft material because they, they got to get younger.
1: Yeah, the one thing I will say is that uh, it's kind of sad. Is uh, is looking at all these numbers. The one guy who who clearly is gone is is Eric Kendricks. Uh, you know wow, really? is the, sa- the savings on Kendricks is like nine and a half billion dollars. The dead money is less than two million. Um, you know for a team that's so you know it's so up against the cap, he's an obvious cut. Um, and his age, you know, it's like I, I've I've admired him. I've called him the best defensive player, uh, you know, more when Zimmer was in charge. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's a guy that's going to be 31 years old. He's kind of reached that point where they need to get younger. And uh, you know, Harrison Smith is a guy too that, um, you know, I don't know what they do with him. I I see more like a restructure with him because if you cut him, it's like a 12 million dollar dead money hit. You save about seven million, I think. Um, so, well, isn't, I, I, isn't think you, I think you I think you I think you, do, you kind of negotiate something with him, get him down because you need I think you do need some leadership there. What about uh, Kendricks? Don't don't you think that's a possibility? <laughs> I mean, he's younger I, than Smith. Yeah, but I, I I think they need they they that's a position where uh, I'm not saying Eric is slow, but I'm saying you know, the NFL takes its toll. And Eric has been playing a long time. I think, again, it's maybe it's one of these where can, can you afford to upgrade that position? Um, You know, Hicks are um, awesome. is going to take one of those two spots inside. Yeah. Uh, The guy who's costing costing you a heck of a lot more money is Eric Kendricks. Right. Um, So we don't know where these guys are going to like fall as far as who takes a restructure, who does this, who does that but i think they've reached a point with this defense where we have to be willing to like you know almost it, it, everyone's on the table i mean i would say daniel hunter is probably a guy that i would say you know you you keep him you you uh you pay him what you need to pay him you maybe you restructure him whatever you get him in a spot get it, put him in a defense where he's going to you know he's going to be more effective as a pass rusher i know i know he kind of came on toward the end of the year and had a respectable year, but he, he can do so much more. Uh, So I'm thinking, okay, he proved he can play the whole year. That's a guy that I would say, I'm going to keep him on my defense. Everyone else. I think you gotta be open to like, Hey, it's a new day in Minnesota when it comes to a, especially on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, you're 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 breaking my heart a little bit here, but you know it wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be watching Anthony Barr and the Dallas Cowboys. He went to a really good defense, but uh, you know they're they're out of the playoffs as well. Uh, but players like Harrison Smith and Eric Hendricks, if somebody or even Adam Thielen leaves, that's going to be difficult for this purple wearing uh, guy over here. But uh, I'll take a break and see if I can get through it to come back for the next segment. We'll we'll do that and come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. All right, folks, welcome back for the final segment of uh Vikings territory breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. As you all know, Mark's a, Mark's a, 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 a Hall of Fame selector and he's, a, he's a, a you know AP voter for you know uh end of year awards and such. And um, so he's he's got the insight. But the news that was made this week is Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, you might be familiar with, was named offensive player of the year by the pro football writers association is that right mark is that how that went
1: yeah yeah the the associated press awards which are recognized by the league as the you know if you win that if you win an mvp in that or coach of the year whatever that's the one that gets historically that's that's who is you know wins it for that year um there's several other you know uh, awards but yeah justin jefferson was the offensive player of the year which typically ends up being uh, regarded kind of a, a, when you vote on these things as the, um, the backup MVP, I guess, because because of the fact that there's valuable most valuable player in this league typically means most, you know, best quarterback or right. most valuable right. quarterback. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, Justin Jefferson, I would guess, I haven't seen the results of the, of, it gets announced uh, All the awards getting announced on February 9th at the honors show. Um, Jeff, I would think that Justin Jefferson will be offensive player of the year. But, you know, um, when I look at that award, I I see like the Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, maybe even Jalen Hurts to some degree. Um, I don't, I don't think Jalen Hurts got MVP, but he might, you know, he doesn't get that, but then he gets the offensive player of the year award. I'm not sure. um, Yeah. But uh, you know, Justin Shirley, that sure certainly is uh, deserving of that. And he's also deserving of, you know, how we, uh, this was the first year we did like a weighted voting system where uh, for coach of the year, you voted for like your top six, I think it was, uh, for MB, MVP, top three. And I believe these other awards were also uh, top three. Uh, so KOT, yeah, I mean, your top six? Uh, Somewhere in my top six, yeah. Okay. I, I, they, I've i seen the people already saying, well, uh, he, he wasn't a finalist, so he's been snubbed. He's been all this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Well, we only voted one time. The NFL is just taking advantage of this gap <laughs> as the NFL, as the NFL is want to do when there's, a, when there's any dead space or whenever things are silent, that's where the NFL comes through your front door and starts beating you to death with whatever's <laughs> going on at that moment. Uh, so they, they, they have the masters at the, at, uh, are you watching basketball at this moment? No no yeah. get back over here and watch this watch this uh, we're, 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 we're announcing the schedule so come watch this uh, so uh, yeah it's and then uh, the Hall of Fame you yeah, know that's going to be that's kind of have a season unto itself is ripping the Hall of Fame selection committee that that right. comes after the Super Bowl and before uh, free before the draft for free agency so we've got all all have our little windows.
0: Well, get, we'll, we'll just, just to drill down a little bit more, I mean, you, you said that the offensive player of the year is like the de facto or second place guy for MVP. Do they give you any parameters when you vote for something like that? Do they say this award means this and that award means that? Or they just have the name and
1: you fill well, it Well, I think people wrestle with what it, you know, there's been people who've talked about maybe uh, renaming it the most outstanding player. Yeah, you know, they take that valuable word out of there, and um, to me, it's just just make it the mo- keep it the MVP. Um, you know, it's not not out of the out of the realm of possibility that MVP. You know, last guy to do it was Adrian Peterson, and that's been eleven years ago now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, but it's possible. You know, Justin Jefferson, I feel had had he not had that Green Bay game, that the Green Bay debacle. Yeah. Uh, and they because it was the perfect storm for a receiver to win that award, I think. If, you, if a receiver's ever going to win that award, this was kind of the scenario that it would happen. You, you had a team that was always in a one score game, always winning a one score game. The receiver was important in every game. Um, you know, like when, uh, when Calvin Johnson set the record at 1976 or whatever uh, mm-hmm. receiving yards. That was like a four, three- or four-win team from Detroit. So he wasn't going to win MVP for that. Now, if the Vikings had gone on and gotten the number one seed, which they were still in the hunt, yeah. and Justin Jefferson is at almost 2,000 yards, Justin Jefferson would have had a, a hell of a – if they had been a number one seed and Jefferson is hanging around 2,000, he'd have been MVP. Uh, but they went to Green Bay. They didn't have the right shoes. They slid around like school kids on the, you know, on the backyard, and he had what? Uh, he, he was shut down. They right. lost the game. Got got drilled yards or something like that. Yeah. Right. So you know that that you know that that's how fragile these things can be. And so that, recency that, bias that, is that what you're saying? They got well, no. That's not right? recency bias. It was it was the, well, a huge game to keep them in a running for number one seed. Yeah. Uh, and, and he doesn't have. He's he's a non factor, and they They get killed. You know, um, Jalen Hurts. If he doesn't get hurt and miss two or three games at the end of the year. He, yeah. he probably wins it. Now, I'm saying he maybe he did win it, I don't know. Uh, but that 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 factors in to me, the MVP, yeah, you know, better darn well, I think, be there every game. So, um, yeah,
0: Mahomes is going to win it, isn't he? Everybody's saying he is, I, I
1: think so, yeah, and I think it's deserving. I, I mean, um, I mean, man, you just look at you know, a guy like you know, this will give him two before the age of 28, I believe. And, could be winning another Super Bowl. and God,
0: That means uh, Brady so gonna, is going to have to keep playing because he's probably feeling threatened by all these records that Mahomes is going to take away from him.
1: Yeah, well, maybe Brady will be in. The, uh, just throw him out in San Francisco, right? So <laughs>
0: God. They've even talked about him. I, you see the things you see on, on Twitter is, you know, they're talking about the Vikings are a dark horse to get Brady because his mom is from here or something like that. And I'm just going, God, would you stop? And no, here's no. There. Yeah. Rumors yeah. of a Kirk Cousins trade to the 49ers. I mean, th- this stuff's not going to happen.
1: Uh, if you're Tom Brady and you're, getting, you're turning 46, and you know there's only, there's only certain places you're going to go, and one of them is not behind this offensive line, right? And uh, uh, he, I can either. I could see him standing behind uh, Trent Williams, but not uh, not right. that Christian Darosaw is not a good player. I'm just saying that. If if he does keep playing, it's going to be something, you know. It's it's the perfect situation, uh, just like Tampa was the perfect situation when he left New England.
0: You know, and and you know the other part of it is people throw stuff out there. Kirk Cousins to the 49ers. You know what what are they going to? Say? They don't have a a number out a, a number one draft pick for the next two years because of all the other wheeling and dealing they have. So what would the Vikings even want to get? You know, there's got to be two sides of
1: this trade. This stuff's just silly. Joe, they 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 got you when you clicked. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's all you're. That's all you're gonna do is. That's all you're gonna get out of it is a click. So, um, yeah, it's. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, whenever you give up what they gave up to get Trey Lance, yeah, uh, you think that they're just gonna throw Trey Lance away now?
0: Well, that's that's it's what crazy. we all think because of Brock Purdy, but now Brock Gro- well, Brock Purdy's got only one arm left. So well know. and Brock, you know, Brock
1: hey, the, the kid's ama- has amazing poise to do what he did for as long as he did. Yep. Um, but if there's a reason that I mean he, he wouldn't have done that with the Texans, he wouldn't have done that in Cleveland or right. you know, he wouldn't have come in and won seven games in almost anywhere else. You're absolutely right. You know, it's, and he Dimo came in,
0: you know, Christian McCaffrey and well, that, offensive guys, line, yeah, that offensive line, offensive the offensive line it's, and, and the defense to, to, to back him up too. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, Tom Brady come in there and give uh, Brock Purdy a year to get his elbow in shape, you know, for a while and let, let, uh, and, let Brady get one more title. And,
1: and i watching Trent Williams. I don't know. Trent Williams might be what, 52 years old. He could probably play till he's 70. <laughs> I mean, when he, when they when they had that skirmish at the end of the game, people would say oh the 49ers it's, it's a it's a you know a bad image for them and everything we, we don't know what's set on the on the field um that was just kind of a as a as a meltdown situation for that game and right. when he grabbed that uh, granted the guy's a lot smaller but there's there's this back and forth and when he just you know it's like it's like when you're kids and the, the the meanest dad in the neighborhood comes in and breaks <laughs> it up and throws the guy on the ground and uh and the people were commenting goes I wonder why Nobody was throwing anything at Trent Williams as he's coming off the field in Philadelphia. <laughs> I think you know Philadelphia fans have a reputation for being a bunch of you know, punk, you know punks and everything, but I think even as drunk as they were, they realized that number seventy-one might have found his way up into the stands.
0: Right. Let's not uh, make him mad madder than which, he already
1: is. Which, oh my God, if, if you had gone, if someone would throw would throw something at a guy like him, and he went up into the stands. And uh, I'm going to put him in the Hall of Fame either way. But if he went up in the stands and beat up a guy who threw something at him, uh, I'd put him in the Hall of Fame right now. I'd say don't even wait five years. I've seen that
0: in hockey, and you know, there's not a lot of fights that you know. I, I think fighting in hockey is is overblown for for certain reasons. And you know, uh, I was you know Bobby Hull died the other day, and I, I got a note from a good friend of mine who we grew up playing hockey together, and he was. Lamenting that, and I, I told him how I care, used to carry a, a photo of Bobby Hull in my wallet in middle school. His face is totally bloody, and it was a, a, a picture out of Sports Illustrated that said, "If the uh, some official says if, if they don't if they don't clean this up, this kind of stuff up, this game is really going to catch on." And you know, so you've got you've got that kind of aspect of it. But I do appreciate that if, if someone is going from the stands is going to start throwing stuff at you or uh, somehow doing bodily injury to the players who are, who are out there uh, and can't go necessarily go anywhere. I don't have a problem with them just getting in their face. And I'm not saying I don't want them to go beat them up, but well, it's like, I don't have a mean? problem with that. If they, if they just say, Hey, back off here, dude, you know, and this maybe flex a little bit. And so they say, okay, sorry. You know, I, yeah. I don't know.
1: I, th- I think I'm, I'm, I qualify as old school. And whenever you hear a story of like if uh, uh, Charles Barkley, when he threw someone through a plate glass window in a bar, right. But you know, the, the question, the first reaction now is, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This is terrible. You know, he should, he should apologize. My first question is, did the guy deserve it? Yeah, Cause we've yeah. all been in situations where someone, you know, sometimes a person just needs to be thrown through a window. <laughs> Well, you know, that's not a Hollywood window. That's not, that could have been shards
0: that killed the guys. That's a little bit much, but.
1: So, so I need to, do I need to walk it back?
0: A little okay, bit. Okay, I'll walk it a back. Oh,
1: only if it's a Hollywood window does he need to be thrown out. There you go. Uh, gotcha.
0: Uh, any, any later news, latest news on the uh, DC uh, search that the Vikings are going through? I see Nick Van, Vanjo is is look, looking like he's going to sign with, uh, the dolphins and Ryan Nielsen who came here to be interviewed did sign with the, uh, is being hired by the Falcons. So, uh, there's a couple potentially off the board and, and I, you know, you were telling me, uh, uh, um, Brian Flores is interviewing out in, in, uh, Arizona right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that to me is, is, is the reason it's not, it's not moving, you know, like, uh, believe it or not, the NFL doesn't always move as, in between refresh buttons on the, uh, your, your keyboard takes some times, you know, so the, you know, the the Vikings don't want to go through the process of, of interviewing Flores and then make a decision before Flores gets done interviewing the Cardinals or, and the Cardinals are now talking about interviewing the defensive coordinator for the Bengals and uh, uh, I think the offensive coordinator somewhere. Uh, So yeah, they got, they got to let that play out a little bit. You know, my, feeling all along was kind of that Pettin would get the job and really move on. But, uh, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, Pettin has the relationship with the head coach. It's um, and, and not that, that Ed and and uh, O'Connell had a, a bad relationship. I just don't think it was a, um, a level relationship. I mean, Ed, it's just a, he was a bad fit for the, for this team of what they were looking for. And I think that Pettin is someone that, and, and O'Connell didn't know Pettin or didn't know uh, yeah oh, donatelle so <clears throat> i just thought Petton, but the flores is a guy that man it, uh, that would be a good hire I, I think he's he's very well respected around the league players love him comes from the steelers um you know was a head you know a head coach that had two winning seasons got fired when they wouldn't take a dive for his owner what's not the love there why why,
0: why did we not see or hear more out of Petten? Uh, this season when he's he's a special assistant to the head coach or whatever he's a defensive guy and this defense is imploding in front of them I mean maybe you don't want to meddle that way you want maybe Ed had to figure it out but it's like you had these two guys there and I thought god how could this defense be so bad when you got two guys like that in the room who did have a pretty good reputation before this year it was just pretty frustrating
1: from a fan standpoint well I mean as far as hearing from it like Talking to the media? Well, I don't know. I don't know what that would be out of respect for it. That'd be out of respect for Ed. I mean, obviously he was uh, involved in meetings and stuff. Yeah, I think he had he. uh, It's a kind of a loose term on you know advising or whatever he does. But uh, you have to do something to earn earn your keep out there to get on the payroll.
0: You know, it would probably be an easy hire, but uh I, I kinda want somebody to come in and shake it up. I, I I you know Brian Flores is is certainly a lightning rod for the attention he's gotten, but I think he'll he would do a good job and it might be uh I don't know. I don't know. I part of part of uh the Ed Donatello stain or whatever is is, is kind of goes on Ed or Patton for me, you know, that cause he was here and and you know. You know he had to be involved in in whatever they were plan planning for each Sunday. So I, I don't know. I, I'd almost like to see him
1: go outside uh, the organization, but who knows? Yeah, I mean I, that's that's those are valid points. And uh, you know Flores, I think would be a guy that I think the players. You know, and, and granted, we don't even know what the players are going to look like now. I mean, it, that, on that side that side of the ball is going to be it's even the younger guys. I mean that that like I mean to me, I don't. When you go through the list and you're talking about contracts and stuff like a, like a Cam Dantzler, you know you save three million dollars on Cam Dantzler. Yeah. I would get rid of a Cam. I'd maybe get rid of a Cam Dantzler and for a Duke Shelley or something like I. You know, I just say it, it's like we. It could, be, it could be young guys, certainly old guys, um, but there's it's going to look a lot different over there.
0: And they say it's a pretty decent cornerback uh, draft as well as a quarterback, so with a cue
1: this year was a great this this 2022 was a great cornerback draft the vikings just happened to pick two of them that couldn't stay healthy right well okay then there's only one uh item left to go
0: for uh, you know we had our prediction segment all year long we went into overtime and uh i got picked both right this weekend and you picked one of them so i ended up uh uh, winning, winning out. We don't even need the last game. And I just got asked, this is two in a year, two, uh, r- two years in a row. Mark, do I do I need to give you strokes next year on this?
1: You know, so that uh, give well, you, a you know, depending on what, if the Vikings ever had a, when they have a well, they were losing season last year. So uh, to me, the the key to beating you is to take the Vikings every week, and then take all all the favorites in the playoffs, and we'll tie every year. Just pick winners, baby. That's the name of the game. You just got no no, 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 no. Just pick Vikings, just pick Vikings. Do you want me to go we next every like week next is, year? So does, just, does Vikings mafia like if you were to if you were to pick them this shows up online uh as you picking against them? Do you get like do they come to your house and like hey, you know, work you over? No. does, no. does Polly come over and work you over?
0: the record stands for itself. Look at the scoreboard, Mark. Come on, man. I mean, I'm picking winners.
1: Yeah. Well, I have tried to I'm trying to put some life into it, like I I don't want to pick the same team that you pick, but you know I someone picked, has to like I picked uh
0: against the Vik or I, I picked the Vikings in one the time Packers game because I, I knew the Packers were gonna beat him that game, but I picked against just for the segment. So there. Oh
1: god. <laughs> Please. No, I had picked you the picked... Packers
0: the game of the year. Congratulations. You picked...
1: Hey Joe, congratulations. You're you're you won when you picked two number one seeds at home congratulations hats off joe yeah, yeah that
0: thing could have gone the other way like just like a, that Don't oh, don't you say that well let's true. put it this that's way that
1: the team the team that i rode with they got a call for defensive holding on fifth down uh so i know we didn't even uh, i think, it, I, think, they, I, think they yes, I think they got job a little bit yeah i think they got a little bit we should have
0: I, I would agree I, I thought this Bengals are going to win in fact i i told my brother i was texting him i said yeah i'm not i'm not so sure about this one because you know uh, Mahomes was clearly hobbled, but you know, they found a way to get, get her done. So we won't, we won't, we'll we'll pick again next week. So Mark can win, win one of his beers back for me, you know, perhaps maybe we'll have another side bet, but, uh, uh, that Mark's got to get me a Mankato brewery beer. So we'll, that'll be a, uh, that'll be a good day. Uh, anyway, no picks this week, but you know, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, 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 we're heading into overtime here in the segment. So, but that's, that's the fun of it. Uh, thanks Mark for, for joining in. Uh, thanks Mike Woldham, our producer behind the scenes. Thanks, uh, all you folks for tuning in and checking us out. Thanks Joe Johnson for putting us here and until next week, when we do a little, uh, Bowl preview and talk about what else is going on with the Vikings, there certainly will be something we'll be back for that. So we'll see you next time on, uh,
1: Vikings territory breakdown until then. Skull. Skull.